established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Job 22, 28. How many of you have been decreeing things? More and more, I hope that you are decreeing things. I'm sorry, Brian, the heater's on up here still. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Okay, let's put all this behind us. I was going to teach on something else, and God changed it the last minute, so praise God. We all need to hear this. That scripture again was Ezekiel 22:30. Pray. Don't get mad at me. Talk to God. It's going to take a lot of... I'm great. I'm good at losing these caps. You have to keep everything up from a little boy in our house right now. Praise the Lord. Okay. Colossians 1.19. Thank you, Father, for the word that will go forth this morning in power and might. We need to program our spirit and soul for success. How many realize that? We need to program ourselves for success. You know, things happen in our lives, and we, a lot of times we want to say, well, God, why did that happen? Just move on, you know, just move on past it. And maybe people died or something happened or, or some, something or someone you love. That's in our future. They knew Jesus. They're in our future. And we can't allow ourselves to get stuck on things. It's very easy to get stuck on things, and we've got to keep it moving. Amen? So in Colossians, um, so we need to program ourselves for success. So that means, and I know you hear this scripture probably every time I see, speak, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and reasonings and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity everything to the obedience of Christ. Everything. If it doesn't line up, if it, if it doesn't bring life and life more abundantly, it's not from God. God, Jesus himself said it. The thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy, yet I came to give life and life more abundantly. So program yourself. This morning's just, you know, like when I do water walking, Pastor brings out a timer, and he turns it on an hour <clears throat> for me. And... We need to spin our programmer around here a little bit and just say, I don't want to hear anything or I'm not going to believe anything but success for myself and this body of believers. Amen. So in Colossians 1.19, I think I said 9, I'm sorry. It says, For it has pleased the Father that all the divine fullness, the sum and total of divine perfection, powers and attributes should dwell in him permanently. For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell and we're in him. So his fullness is in us, just wanting to get out. <laughs> Do you understand? He just wants, come on, let me out, let me out. So we are filled with God's knowledge. And the more words you put in yourself, the more you confess the word of God over every situation. You know, every day we need to get up 
and confess things over our day, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. What God wants to see his kids prosperous. How many know that? He does not. You know, a good God does not want to see his children hurting, uh, you know, going struggling. God wants to see us prosperous, but if, if we thank God I was not raised this way, but many people were raised with a poverty mentality, and that is a hard thing to get over because when you see something and you go and you look at prices at the store and you think, well, that's gone up too much or whatever, and God will always supply your needs. He'll supply you. Just say that with me. God will supply everything I need. It's him that supplies it. It's not our, it's not our boss, our person that writes our paycheck. That is not our supply. God is. I learned that a long, I, I learned that when we went into the ministry, trust me, really quick. I mean, I learned it before, but I put it into effect, really, when we went in the ministry. You had to, because you just, you know, you, God is your source. I shared with you in our first church, pastor forgot to take the offering every week. <laughs> I thought, well, praise God, you're our source, God. You're going to have to bring it in supernaturally. I mean, not that I was looking for people's offering or look for people's offering. I don't want, I don't look at that. I don't want any part of the money part at all. I just want to be free to preach what God tells me to preach. Amen. So, John, or third John 2, we know, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. But let's go ahead and turn there. I know you've heard most of these, but this is what the Lord had me up last night preparing for. So, we must all need it. You know, a lot of parents are going to be homeschooling their kids if they really love their children in this time, if they really don't want to do the things that are being required of them to do next year. There are John 2, and I could just have imagined me homeschooling my kids or believe in money for private, for Christian schools, whatever, okay? All right, let's look at the whole thing. Third John, the elderly elder. The el how would you like to be the elderly elder? Let's see, pastor's older than me, then he's the elderly. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, the church addresses this letter to the beloved esteemed guest whom I truly love. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. In fact, I greatly rejoice when some of the brethren from time to come arrive and spoke so highly of the sincerity and time, um, hang on, and fidelity of your life, as indeed you do, you do live in the truth. You live in the truth that the whole gospel presents, and not just part of it, 
but the truth that the whole gospel presents. That's powerful. For I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in the truth. So there is no greater joy that John could think of than to hear that his spiritual children are living their lives in the truth. Beloved, it is a fine and faithful work that you are doing when you give any service to the Christian brethren and especially when they are strangers. Praise you, Jesus. Okay, so Deuteronomy 8.18. How important is it, you know, when you stop and think about this, and this is what the Lord's been, you know, we are, I can't even begin to tell you how many trillions of dollars this country is in debt. It's going to take God and a man that will listen to God to turn this thing around. It's going to take God, but he can do it. Nothing is impossible with God. One thing I know, God can do it, but we've got to pray. And we have to start in our own lives. If we if we're going to believe for this mess to be turned around, we've got to believe for certain things in our lives to be changed. Amen? So, Deuteronomy 8.18, and it says, But you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. So, I don't want to perish. I want to see, I want to see what God has promised that he's going to do in this hour. The time that we live in. He had, he had each one of us prepared. He spoke us each into existence to be born in this hour. Stop complaining about the stuff that goes on and begin to change it through your confession and your, your words and begin to see things greater than they are. Hallelujah. Don't forget the Lord. Walk after, don't walk after other things. You know, walk straight after Him. Amen. In uh, Deuteronomy eleven twelve, you might want to keep your hand in Deuteronomy because we're going to be in here a lot today. In verse 8, before we go to 12, um, Therefore you shall keep all the commandments which I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you go across the Jordan to possess. Church, I know this is talking to the Israelites, but we need to possess this land that we live in. It's time. It's time that America become great again. It's time that we see the things that, that our forefathers talked about. You know, I remember when I was a child, stores were not open on Sundays. Restaurants were not open on Sundays. People went to church on Sunday. If you didn't go to church, you were, you were, you were odd. And look at today, you know, like someone that's running said, 
it's not going to be holidays anymore if I get elected. It will be Christmas. There's going to be a lot of changes. I don't want, I don't like to hear happy holiday when I, someone wishes, no, I always say happy Christmas, Merry Christmas. You know, there's, there we, we need a complete turnaround. But our thinking has got to completely turn around so we can back whoever God puts in there and push whatever God has to do and move. God want, this is a mountain that God wants to move and we can say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be out of here, be out of here. <laughs> Get off our land, amen? The devil's had enough. Get off our land. So verse 12, and the land for which the Lord your God cares, the eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So God's, God's eyes are on this land. God is not done with us. As long as we're still here, he's not done. He's not. A lot of people say, well, you know, let's just flow with, I'm not flowing with anything, with whatever. I have never been one to flow with whatever. Amen. And we have to come to that place. We're going to have to stand up, start praying, become people of prayer and people of the word and speak forth things that what God says. What does God say? I don't care what man says. What does God say? You know, what does God have to say? And he has a lot to say. And he's saying a lot in this hour that people do not like because they are going to be rooted out of their places like cockroaches. They're going to be running. John, you're going to see people running. I really truly believe it. They, they're not going to want to be here. They're want to, going to want to get out of this place. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. I know you guys think, well, she's, she's weird, but I don't care. This is our land. This is our area. This is where God's placed us. This is our city. There was a thing on the news the other, or on Facebook the other day. The three most dangerous cities in California were San Luis, Pismo Beach, and Santa Maria. And I rebuked that in the name of Jesus. I rebuked that. I, that not where I live. I'm sorry. That they might post that, but I take authority over that in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought, I'm not posting that because God told me that he was sending me, Pastor and I, to a city whose builder and maker is God. So that means if God is our, the builder and maker of this city, he is building and he's making this city for his glory. Amen. Get excited. He's building it and making it for his glory. In um, Psalms 37, 23, people can blab on whatever they want. I know what God told us, and that wasn't what God told me. Things are subject to change. How many know that? How many believe that? How many can, how many can give me an amen and say, I hear it, sister, and I'm standing behind you. That means when you're in your car and you're driving around or at work or whatever, you start praying. God, we need a revival. We need an outpouring of your spirit in this place, whether you're in a store, wherever you're, you know, wherever you are. 
in our neighborhoods. We need, we need revival and we need a change in our neighborhoods. And we might be the only light in our neighborhood when we need to shine. Hallelujah. So we need to every day confess this scripture over ourselves. Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord uphold him with his hand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. The steps of a good man or woman are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. So we need to delight in his way. We need to busy ourselves with every step for him. Amen. This other junk, these other things, they're not going to matter. We're not going to take any of, those, any of this other stuff that the world has to give with us to heaven. What matters is what we do for Jesus Christ. That's all that matters. Thank God. So every day that we need, we need to confess in the morning, God, I thank you that this, my steps are ordered today by you. And the blessings, the steps of a good man or woman, I'm a good man, you're a good man or woman, I'm a good woman, sorry, are established by the Lord when he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that, and I like 24, though he falls, he shall not utterly cast down, for the Lord grasps his hand in support and upholds him. Can you imagine God just grasping your hand and upholding you? That's wild. You know, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Well, like I've said before, a shadow of anything has never hurt you. You know, I was, um, we were listening to something the other day, and it was really powerful. It was a speaker speaking on, and I asked Pastor to check it out, maybe I will, on Ruth. You know, she had two daughters-in-law, and one went with her and became extremely prosperous. The other went and went back to her family and became the... Mother of the Canaanites, is that, was that it? No, what was it? Goliath, okay. Goliath, the giant. She had a choice. She could go with Ruth, with Naomi and Ruth, and become prosperous, or she went the other way. She, she went back to Egypt. You know, a lot of Christians in this hour are going back to their old ways. This is not, I'm going to tell you, this isn't the time. People are dying right now. And she went back and it, it was really an interesting sermon. And I'd like for pastor to preach it because he's better in the Old Testament. But can you imagine? She had a choice. <clears throat> you know, Naomi told Ruth, told them both, go back to your families. But Ruth said no, and she became, Jesus was out of, out of her lineage. I mean, can you imagine? You had Goliath, and here we see David goes out and kills Goliath. Well, God grabbed his hand, 
he grabbed those stones that he had, that stone and that slingshot, and when he flung it, it flung and killed, you know, he killed him. Think of it. Here's this little short guy out there, and God's got his hand, so praise the Lord. You know, our attitude should be, what in the world is going on here? We need to rise up in the name of Jesus Christ and change every situation that is not of God. And how do you do that? Through prayer, through your life, through confession. I mean, there is a lot, there are a lot of people that are A-W-O-L right now in the body of Christ that need to get it together and start praying and doing what God has told us to do to change things. We, we cannot just slip by anymore and allow things to happen. This, this, it's not, that's, that's being lukewarm. God says, be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. We have to get hot, real hot for God. Amen. If you think I thought I was going to still be doing 71 and waiting for the promises of God, which I know he will perform and he will do. Do you understand? I thought we were going to be out of here before I ever turned 71. But who cares? You've got to get younger. You've got to see yourself as God sees you. Amen. See yourself as God sees you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The greater one indwells you. Hallelujah. So every day confess your steps are order of the Lord. If God orders your steps, then he's going to make sure that every one of those steps becomes fruitful for his glory. No matter what anybody says, well, you're crazy if you're going to do that. Who, you know, the problem with most people is they tell people what they're doing. And that's the biggest problem because most people will try to talk them out of it. God has callings on each one of you out there. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Honey, turn that heater off, okay? Don't let anybody talk you out of what you know God's called you to do. But you need to have your prayer life right. You need to have your word level up. So you know that you know that you know that God is calling you to do it because there are many voices out there in the world today. Amen? Because if you notice what it says here in 37, 23. <clears throat> and the steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. Praise you, Jesus. God has given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He's already given them to us. Amen. Are we to, have we taken them and are we walking in it? Let's turn to Peter. 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. We have a choice. We can get to heaven and hear well or well done. I don't want to hear well. I want to hear well done. I want the second part on it. The done part. Amen. 2 Peter 1. We don't want, you know, how many want to meet, how many have ever sat down and gone to a place that used to have good food, sat down, paid 40 or 50 bucks for a meal, and it was crummy. And you ask the waiter, what is going on here? Oh, well, they've got kids back there were in the kitchen on the, on the barbecue pit. 
of course, the, if I put one of my kids back down there when Matt was 16 to fix you a good steak, you may as well forget it. But we need to move forward and do what God's told us to do. We need to be so, such perfectionists in the things of God. That's what he's calling us to be, perfectionists in prayer, perfectionists in the word. Know it and know it well and do it. So he says here in 1 Peter 1, 3, and 4, Second Peter, I'm so sorry. Thank you, dear. That's what God gave you to me for. <laughs> no. You're the biggest blessing I have outside of Jesus. And you need to tell your mates that all the time. Okay. Praise, honored, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, by his boundless mercy, who has been born, mind the right thing, wait a minute, First Peter 1, oh God, I'm still in First Peter, what is with it, come on, move it, okay, all right, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things, say that with me, all things, that pertain unto life and godliness, so everything we need to operate and walk in godliness has been given unto us. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to the glory and virtue. Well, there's so many people out there that don't have the knowledge, the word of God taught to them the way it should be taught. And I'm not saying we're the best teachers in the world, but by golly, everything we teach you, when we get up to teach the word, better be in it. You understand what I'm saying? We better have a scripture for everything we give you. Okay? So, according as his divine power... Say his divine power. Think, what do you think of when you think of his divine power? It's all powerful. He spoke the worlds into existence. He, you know, they were murmuring, complaining about him one day, and a big old hole opened up, and down they went. That took care of that. Zip. I can imagine all the people staring at him. There probably wasn't one stinking murmur out of about anybody's mouth that day. Or complaint. Amen. So, pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. So we have to have the knowledge in us. We've got to have that knowledge. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. So he's saying the precious promises, the word of God has been given unto us that you might be partakers of his divine nature. As you study the word of God, you become just like him. As you act upon it, become doers of the word. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. There is so much corruption out there in the world. If we need to be right and ready and operating in the perfection that the word of God says we're to operate in, then we will be able to escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. And there is enough of it out there. 
Did I? How far am I going? One, three, and four. Okay, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. For his divine power has bestowed unto us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellent virtue. By means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust, and greed, and become sharers, partakers of divine nature. We don't need all that junk. You know, God needs to see us as holy. Be, the Bible says, be ye holy as I am holy. He's holy. He's a holy God. He sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth, guide you and lead you into all truth. Thank God. He's your counselor. He will always guide you into the word, never away from it. Never away from the word. So if God is directing and guiding you, it's always going to be towards the light and towards the word. It's easy to get upset or bitter or resentful about towards somebody. But big deal. Let it go. If you have a problem with them, go talk to them about it. And then, you know, get it out there. Don't hold that. There are too many people that are holding bitternesses and grudges and resentfulness. It talks about that in Hebrews chapter 12. Get rid of that. It will eat you alive and it's not worth it. You know, we've all had junk happen to us. You know what? Big deal. That was another day. Move forward. Amen. You can't change what happened. You cannot change what happened. You can change your attitudes to it, but you can't change what happened to you. Numbers 1330. <clears throat> I was with a friend of mine who is a pastor's wife, and she was talking to me a little about counseling, which she does not do and has no desire. And I shared with her, I didn't share things, but I said, I've heard things that I never could imagine anybody could ever go through. But because of the word of God and because of his healing power, they're set free now. Things that, you know, that you don't know. None of you have any idea the people that have been ministered to through this church. And you're a tither and a giver. And because of that, you will receive that reward. That is powerful when you think about, think about this. You will receive the same reward. Or the monies that are being sent out to missionaries and the things that are being done and the people are being saved, you are a part of that. A huge, I mean, you will receive that reward for what happens out on the mission field. The changes that are happening in Israel, the Jews that are becoming Christians because of the money that we send every month, God is moving mightily. You might not see it in the natural, but God is moving mightily. And that is, that is part of your inheritance. 
those people are. Praise the Lord. So Numbers 13.30, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, well, let's look at this. This, sound, this reminds me of the times that we live in. Okay? And it's not, you know, how can I put this? When you hear it all, you could get caught up in it. Okay? And um, if you remember, they sent the 12 spies out into Canaan. They were supposed, they were, that was the promised land. They were sent out there to go in and they bring back this crummy report. There's giants there. Big deal. There's a lot of people taller to you. Does that mean they're stronger? I mean, big deal. And so they came back with this hideous, hideous report. But the people who dwell, verse 28, who dwell there are strong and their cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, they there we saw the sons of Anak of great stature and courage. They saw them, but they never came after them. <clears throat> they saw them. I mean, it would have been interesting to sit and watch them. Because, you know, most people, if they were walking with God, would sit there and think, I see them, but God says, I, we will overtake them. So as you're watching these things, Start thinking instead of the negative part of it or speaking the negativity of the junk that's going around. Start saying, my God is a big God and he will change everything and anything as long as I stand where I'm supposed to with him and pray and speak forth these things. You have the same power in you when you speak the word of God that Jesus Christ had. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And he has quickened your mortal bodies. And when you speak forth the word of God, the word of God will not come back void. It will accomplish that that it's called to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Think about this. What you have and who you have living in you and how powerful his word is that comes forth out of your mouth in faith, what it will change. Amen. Demons have to move. They tremble, or they should tremble when you walk in a room. They should run out, get, just get out of your way and move out. Amen? Amen? Where am I? 13. So, we see them. The people who dwell there are strong, and their cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, there we saw the sons of Anaph, a great stature and courage. Amalek dwells in the land of the south and Negev and the Hittite, blah, 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 blah. Sounds like today. This is all going to happen in our country and da, 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 and whatever. Who says? Some puny person that's standing up there trying to give orders like a dictator. God is greater. Remember the guy that, who was it, honey, that went out and ate grass on the lawn? What? Nebuchadnezzar. Hey, wouldn't that be great to watch? We'd all have our TVs on. 
Move on. Go, God, go. God is moving in our behalf right now. He is moving. Just because you can't see it, trust me, he's moving. I didn't say it. <laughs> I can imagine these things. Do you know when the two prophets come? And I don't care if it's Moses and Elijah or Elijah and Enoch. It doesn't matter because I don't plan on being here for that. But that's going to be quite a thing to see. Quite a thing to see. Trust me. We'll start thinking about that. You have the word of God in you. You've got the same word of God in you that they have Amen. to speak. Start speaking it and seeing things change. But God says, Jesus, I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love. And you have a sound mind and you mind will not go bad on you. There's scriptures that we confess all the time over our minds. Speak things out. Get the word of God and speak them out over yourself. Amen. You have the mind of Christ. Amen. That is powerful. When you think about it, you have the mind of Christ. You have the right to control circumstances and situations around you. Praise you, Jesus. So it says here, it went on and on. And Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let's go up at once and possess it. We are well able to conquer it. When you hear a bad report, you need to switch it around and say, go and possess it in the name of Jesus and conquer the thing. I've walked into places that I never thought I'd walk in, just full of demonic stuff and walked right on through and dealt with it. How? In Jesus' name. You don't do it anywhere, any other way, but in Jesus' name. People are out there dying and wanting to be free and set free. We have what they need inside of us. And it goes on to say, but listen to this. His fellow scout said, we're not able to go up against the people of Canaan, for they are stronger than we are. Who said they were so strong they never came and bugged them. Instead, they were scared, spitless. They're coming for us. Remember what, what Rahab the har a harlot said? What has taken you so long? Well, God is asking us, what has taken you so long? Well, the time is coming short. You have a choice. Get up and move and start moving on the word or sit on your seat and do nothing. But I'm going to tell you, this church is moving forward. Hallelujah. If God said this is a city whose builder and maker is him, and Sarah herself receives, will receive strength to conceive the seed, then it's going to happen. Or I wouldn't have come here. I trust me. When God, when God told us all that, and we had one of our professor from Raymond prophesy you're going to a place where giants are and blah 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 that's I don't care God said you're going to a city whose builder and maker is God that's nice to know yes I realize there's giants here and we're gonna have problems one of the first things I did was pray okay God what's over the city so we know how to deal with it and you can't call them down you got to get the city saved so his fellow scouts, brother, how'd you like to have those scouts? 
So they brought the Israelites, so they brought the Israelis, Israelites an evil report of the land which they had scattered out. And then I don't even want to say it because they were idiots for saying it. Okay? So what happened then? You had to travel longer. I am, if it had been me, I would have wanted to choke those other spies. Trust me. Will you just shut up? Caleb said it though. We are able, we're well able to go out and take this country. Let's go up and once and possess it, for we are well able to conquer it. Well, I'm here to tell you today, you are well able to do whatever God tells you to do. Amen. Well able. Amen. Start seeing past the natural realm. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Start seeing past that into God's realm and what God sees. Amen? And what he sees is right in his word. Praise you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 28, 2. I feel the preach coming on. Enough is enough. one. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. That's us. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in Santa Maria. Blessed. Think of this. Shall you be in the field. Blessed shall the fruit of your body and the increase of your ground, the fruit of your beasts, the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock. Blessed shall your basket and your kneading trowel. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed when you go out. Praise you, Father. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you are causing these enemies in this land that have risen up against us to be defeated. In Jesus' name, that should be a scripture you stand on during this election. Before your, be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in, your, and in all that you undertake. Listen to this. The Lord shall command blessings upon you in your storehouse and in all that you undertake. That has to do with everything you do every day is blessed and he will bless you in your land which the Lord your God gives you the Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways 
what is the first thing that certain people took out of the school? The commandments. Why? Because God said, keep these commandments and I will bless you. Well, guess what? When the right person gets elected, they're going right back up. Hallelujah. You should write them on your, get it, command, the Ten Commandments and put them on your wall. Put them on your door. How many of you can quote the Ten Commandments? Learn them. If we're supposed to live them, learn them. And have that as a family project. Our God is our unfailing, unlimited search of our supply. He's our unfailing, unlimited source of our supply. Unlimited source. There is no limitations to God. None. Zip. None. Unless we put them there. And how do we put them there? By our stinking thinking and by our mouth. Our God is our unfailing, you might want to write this, unlimited source of our supply. In Deuteronomy 28.2, he brings our increases. Hallelujah. I don't care how in debt you are or we are, God will turn it around. But we need to start walking with him and speaking forth his word. Luke 6.38. How many know Luke 6.38? Anybody? <laughs> Give, and it should be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give in to your bosom? Hallelujah. How many were here? Were there the time the pastor had that cereal thing? And he, you know how you open a box of cereal and it looks like a third of it's gone? And he just kept cramming it down, cramming. I mean, and then it just kept overflowing and overflowing. I can't even remember how you did it that time. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Give, and it should be given. The more you pray, the more you speak the word, the more word it's going to be given you. There is no limitation to our God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns in power. Some people seem to look at God like he can't do anything. Like he can't move a mountain or do anything. Excuse me. For all you ladies, I'll tell you a secret. When I had my surgery, they told me don't drink out of bottles if you if you don't want wrinkles under your lips. Don't drink out of bottles. Watch. I'm gonna give you a secret. This is going on over. See what happened. I am, I know. You, or straws. Okay, so I confess the word over my mouth. 
my lips, my whatever. All right, Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Start confessing you have skin like Sarah's. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your income. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm uh, impoverting my voice. So shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. My son, do not despise or shrink from the chastening of the Lord, his correction by punishment or by subjection or trial. Neither be weary or impatient about or loathe or abhor his reproof. Get up. You shall, it says here, honor the Lord with your capital. Just when you give, you're honoring God. You should have your, when you bring your tithe check and your giving check, tell God, I am honoring you with this. I am worshiping you with my tithes and offerings. You know, a lot of people don't realize like this, but if you're late on your tithes, you owe God 20% interest. How many knew that? Where is it? It's, a, it's pretty heavy. That's heavy. People don't know that. Oh, I'll just wait a few months. Okay, Lord, thank you, Jesus, Psalms 1-3. You learn something new every day. iPad people jump up and tell me I didn't know what they made. You know what I make? You just want my money. It's not me, brother. It's God, so deal with him. I should, I, I have thought about writing a book. Okay, one, three. And he, sh and he shall be, this is us, and you shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready, 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 ready to bring forth its fruit in its season and its leaf also shall not fade or wither and everything you do shall prosper and come to maturity. That's God speaking to you. I will say it again. You can either accept it, refuse it, ignore it, whatever. But for me and my house, we're serving the, God, the Lord. Even the little dogs are listening to David Ingalls right now. Every Sunday and every Wednesday, they hear David Ingalls, right? You're going to make me do it. All right, well, let me. <laughs> I didn't. 27, 31. Get, don't get my mind off my trail here. And you, look at your neighbor and say, and you shall be like a tree planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season, and its leaves shall not fade nor wither. And Everything you do, Whitney, will come to maturity, will prosper and come to maturity. Everything, not just part of it. I don't want just part of it. Everything. If God says everything, then it's everything. We need to stop allowing ourselves to be mediocre. If he says everything, it's everything. 
not just some. Well, I'll just take a little. It's everything so you can bless others. Do you know that there are people that are waiting, that God has called you to bless on that give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over so you can be a giver anytime God says give it? Amen. Hallelujah. Leviticus 27:31. Okay, we'll go there and I'm going to let Pastor come up and talk on this a little bit. Come on, dear. My sermon, I didn't come up with this one. I just spoke it. <laughs> All right. Ah, yike. 30 and, and the tithe of the land whether or of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. And if a man wants to redeem any of his tithe, he shall add a fifth to it. God charges big interest. How many remember when home loans were 18% interest? Now they're down to three or something. I can't, Matt tells me all the time. Okay, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 4. Hey, I'll tell you, boy, I've heard it from God on that one a lot on different things. If you have a storehouse, you need to check your storehouse, see what kind of interest it's making and pay the tithes off of it. I mean, God has told me that. If he tells me that. You know, when that gentleman years ago in our first church jumped up in my face, I was just doing our new converts thing. You know how much I, or was it in your face? It was one or the other. You know how much I give and blah, blah. I couldn't believe it. I don't know what you give, and that's between you and God. God told me, because from then on, I didn't want to go through that part of the book, the tithing part and the giving part. What's well, a good way to lose people, I'll tell you. And uh, God told me, this is, this is what he said. If you don't, then I will lay, I will lay on you the responsibility, and, and I will put on you. In other words, you're going to pay for what they don't give. I'm going to put that on you. I can't remember exact words. I got it written somewhere, and I was like, yes, sir, I'll teach on it anytime you ask me to. Well, I guess my husband asked me to, so there you go. All right. 28, 1 through 4. But I'm not jumping up and hopping. Those of you that went to Roddy's with us know what I'm talking about. 28, 1 through 4. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth, and these blessings shall overcome who shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. And we just read it. Praise God. Blessings. How many believe in blessings? How many like Christmas? I mean, our dogs love Christmas. They know how to shake the paper. They can get in their own bags. Right now, we get them a bark box every month. This is funny. It's not that much. You may as well laugh. They get a bark box every month, and they have two toys and treats in them. 
they know that that is their box and they're each getting one. It's real unusual to watch them pick their toy. Now every box that comes, they think it's theirs. <laughs> but that's blessing. God blesses in that way. Watching those two little animals expecting their bark box every month to come with blessings in it is a riot. That's how we should be as people. God, what, what do you got for me today? I am operating and walking in your word. You say you will load us down daily with benefits. Amen. Load. When I think about load, I think about huge amounts, like a dump truck full. Amen? How, where is your mind and how do you think? Load, a little shovel, or a dump truck? I think of the quail falling out of heaven. God dumped it down and it never hit anybody. You never hear of people dying of quail. We're blessed everywhere. Expect God's blessings to overtake you. Expect it. Well, I'm not good enough. Who said? If you're serving God and you love God with all your heart and you're giving, you're going to be blessed. If you believe it, you know, I heard one guy came to our house one day and he said, well, your pastor, did you take a vow of poverty? That was a wrong thing for him to ever say. I'm not taking a lot of poverty and he got to hear what the word said. Can you imagine taking a law of a vow? Sorry, not law, a vow of poverty. No way. That is totally against what God... John, if someone asked you if you were taking a vow of poverty, what would you tell them? Not this person. He got to hear everything the word had to say about it. All right, let's see. We got how much time? Let's go to Psalm 16.3. You guys are going to get out at noon. Philippians 4.19, God supplies all your needs, your needs, your needs, according to his riches in glory. According to his riches. How rich is your God? Think of it. Just sit here a minute and think about it. How rich is your God? According to his riches. He blesses you according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That's powerful. Forget everybody else's riches God owns it all what did I say we're going to Proverbs 16 3 I hope you're getting something out of this because I want to teach on strife you could have strife today it's right here da -da -da -da, for two weeks strife or this does that mean you're getting strife next week? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be me up here next week. Proverbs 16, 3. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him, and he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your, your plans be established and succeed. Your plans will, if you roll your works, 
Roll your works upon the Lord. <laughs> Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. Oh, God, I thank you so much for who you are. Romans 5, 17. Remember that song, What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hang on, i got to pull up my little sheet. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance by grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Psalms 35, 27. I don't know if that's the one I wanted. You're a king and a priest. God has made you a king and a priest. You're supposed to be a peculiar people. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You know, this whole stuff about this unholy nation, but that's not what God says. We've got to start speaking over it now, what God says. Oh, well, you know, i got to do all this now. No. Things are subject to change immediately. I don't care who decrees the thing at us. If it doesn't go along with God, refuse it. What? If we start giving in now, this is what the Lord is saying, to what is told us to do, it will be very easy for people to take the mark. If they don't start standing up now for their rights, it will be very easily easy for people to take the mark of the beast. I don't hope that wasn't a big bird. If he was, I hope he was bringing lots of money. It's going to fall through the roof on all of you. Oh, wouldn't that be great? One amen. I'm with you, sister. Quails. <laughs> we have fun at our house. I don't know about you. Where am I? 3527? Let those. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen. God, get Bre Governor Brown out of here. All right, Galatians 3, 14. You can all smile. 
people are so crazy. We've got to stand up until just say we don't want it. Uh. All right. Christ, purchase our freedom. Redeeming us from the curse, doom of the law, and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree is crucified. To the end that through their receiving Christ Jesus, the blessing promised to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, you, that were th- that we through faith might all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Praise you, Jesus. The blessings promised to Abraham might come. I'm going to just speak this over you. To the end that through their receiving, you have received Christ Jesus. The blessings promised to Abraham might come upon each one of you so that you through faith might all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit. That the blessings come upon you this week. Remember, you're blessed going out, you're blessed coming in. You're blessed in the city, you're blessed in the field. Everything you put your hand to is going to prosper. You have to believe it. Every time you put your hand to something, when you go to touch somebody, when you shake their hand and they're not saved, say, God, my hands are the hands of Jesus Christ being used in this earth. So when I touch or shake someone's hand, they are going to prosper and they will become born again. Hallelujah. Is this battery going out? Is that what that is? Well, there's no phone behind me and something's up here making this noise. Okie dokie. Just keep playing your tune. Did you hear it or was it your phone? Why does it sound like it's coming out of my box? <laughs> Shut up, box. <laughs> okay, we're done. When I start hearing her phone in my box, that's when it's over. I like what it says on my pink um, thing. It says, do more of what makes you sparkle. It's the quote for the day. (laughs) Do more of what makes you sparkle. In other words, smile. (laughs) Okay, Pastor, you got anything to say? You're so handsome. Okay, Father, I just thank you for the word that's gone forth. And I thank you that we are all going to walk in it this week. When, God, I'm asking you by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
I'm asking you by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that every time a negative word or a negative thought comes at us, that we will speak forth what the Word of God says instead of what lying devil is trying to speak forth. And we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.